Once again, not saying the Nashville Predators' playoff chances were good, but last night's loss might have been the shovel that keeps burying this team's chase even further. A 5-1 loss to the Dallas Stars. What does this do for the Preds' playoff chances? Plus, a rare opportunity to get back on that horse right away. Preds play the Golden Knights tonight. We'll preview that game as well coming up on Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We're your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Also want to take a second and mention we have a sponsor for today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Well, Ann, you yeah. kind of knew this game was coming ahead of time, didn't you? Yeah, this was one where you could go in with a little bit of hope, but really deep, deep down, didn't we know there was a, a man in the Santa costume? Yeah, we did. I mean, and here's the thing. Uh, the Predators didn't play horribly True. against the Dallas Stars. I mean, they had some moments. I mean, for the first, let's say about maybe 25, 30 minutes of the game. Yeah. Like, it was all Nashville. Like, Nashville was just keeping the Stars on their back foot. And then, you know, I think once that second goal happened for Oof. Dallas, it was just kind of, you know, the Jets turned on right there. Yeah, I agree. And I thought Nashville came out, uh, the, the Stars scored early, that goal was called back. And I think that sort of caught, it gave Nashville a minute to kind of catch their breath. And then once they sort of settled into the game, you know, they finished the first period. It was a one nothing game. I felt like, you know, they were tied in shots on goal after one. I thought the Predators were generating some things. I feel like time of possession was a little bit equal. But like you said, the tide really turned, you know, halfway through that second period. And then the second half of this game was really all Dallas. And I will say, I feel like the Predators did a good job not kind of throwing up their hands and and kind of just getting through the rest of the game. I thought that they kind of stayed with it. But this was definitely a game where you saw the difference between a team built for a deep postseason run and a team looking around saying, okay, and you are, and you are. Like this just, you just see the difference between where the stars are and where the predators are. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, let's run through this game, shall we, in case you missed it from last night. As we mentioned, Stars got on the board early, called back. Unfortunately, right after that, they got back on the board. Yeah. As we were saying, the Nashville Predators really put the pressure on Dallas. They were the better team for, I think, the first half of this game. But then halfway through the second period, Stars scored again. And then Joe Pavelski on the power play. And then from there out, it was it was all Dallas. It was the rest of the way. Two more goals. 
uh, from the Stars. Jason Robertson scored and the process became the first Dallas star to hit 100 points in the season, which I was surprised at that, given how yeah. many great players that they have had over their years. Calfoot added a goal for Nashville, but at that point it was just a consolation prize. 5-1 Dallas, the final score. And what is your one word for this game? My one word is actually one of the family mottos that we have in our house. And it goes like this. Nobody likes growth. So when my kids, it's just what's true. When my kids were young and they would have to do something that made them uncomfortable or they were unsure about, or if there was like kind of like a life lesson that they needed to learn that was not going to be the most exciting thing for them, we would say to them, look, you have to do it. You can't fuss or squawk. But what you are allowed to say is nobody likes growth because that's just true. Nobody likes growth. Something my husband and I actually to this day still say when we're trying to learn something new and we're frustrated, we're like, nobody likes growth. And our kids, it's just something they automatically say when they're frustrated. That's what this game was. You know, growth is winning a hockey game 6-2 at home in front of your home crowd. Growth is also losing a 5-1 game on the road to, like I said, a team built for a playoff run. It's stinks that the Nashville Predators lost five to two to Dallas. Can't stand that. Hate Dallas. But this is a growth game. You know, this Nashville Predators team is not going to go from point A to point B in a straight line. It's going to be up and down, two steps forward, one step back. They have a lot to learn about what it's going to take to become a team that can compete deep in the postseason. This was a growth game. Nobody likes growth. That's what this game was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you saw that kind of right away where just the stars kind of flipped a switch and took over. And you just kind of saw from that moment on how depleted this Nashville Predators Gosh, team is. I mean, yes. You know, no Yossi, no Forsberg, no Duchesne. They really didn't have any guys uh, that could keep up with the depth and the top end talent the stars have. And again, you know, guys like Evangelista, guys like Tomasino, Cody Glass, they're going to get there. They uh, are. But I think it, it's it's still. Um, you know, you, you saw last night and, and you said it quite well. It was a difference between a team built for a championship run versus a team that is kind of in a transition phase right now Yeah, and missing the bulk of their best players. I, I can't even too. in my mind, because I feel like we have been without Forsberg and Yossi and some of these key players, Carrier. We've been without them so long. I can't even in my mind imagine what would that game look like if we had Philip Forsberg. Yeah, because or, this or, team is so different now. Like when you plug Philip Forsberg in, I can't even get an idea of what does that look like against the Dallas Stars. Yeah, or even you know Ryan Johansson, just another yeah. player who's had some good uh, you know opportunity there. Yeah. Um, my one word, and this is a little nugget for the Formula One loving crowd out there. Uh, my one word is Williams. Okay. And if you don't know, Williams is one of the manufacturers that competes in Formula One, one of the 10. Uh, and they are just like the, we're happy to be here <laughs> proud of Formula One. Um, they, they don't have the deep budgets that like a Ferrari or Mercedes or, you know, anybody like that have, you know, they have good young, they have good young drivers. There's, there's an American that competes for team Williams this year, Logan Sargent. 
Uh, they had Alex Albon, who's a very promising young driver. And it's like you watch them and it's like, okay, they're not making a lot of mistakes. Like they're driving fine, mm-hmm. but they're driving for a team who are getting outspent by all of the bigger manufacturers and thus just have way better cars. Yeah. And that kind of seemed like what it was last night. It's like, look, you know, Phil Tomasino, Luke Evangelista, they're the they're the Logan Sargents of the Formula One field. Jason Robertson is the Max Verstappen in this case. <laughs> he's the guy that's just going to run laps over everybody. A, because he's the more experienced driver. B, because he's driving a giant Red Bull-fueled racing machine while, you know, the other team is just driving a jalopy at this point. <laughs> yeah. And again, that kind of feeds into what we've talked about. The Preds, you know, someday, somewhere, they're going to get there. They're going to spend more money on their manufacturing. They're going to have the better car. But just last night, you saw what happened when, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just have a team built for a deep run, running circles around a team that's just kind of trying to hold things together. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And and I think, you know, the money spent is true. I think it's very interesting if you go back and look at some of these games with the veterans out. What does the actual on-ice Nashville Predators roster cost versus these teams that they are playing? I mean, look at the difference between the Predators in Boston when they played and, and Nashville won. The good thing I will say is I feel like this is a team that is embracing the journey. And I feel like they're going to come away with this game and – learn something. They are going to get something out of it. And I think when the team was comprised of veterans, when the expectation at the beginning of the season was very different, maybe the the, the takeaway was more frustration than what they can learn. And yeah. so I, I think there's a good vibe in the locker room. Yeah, there's not one of these young players that doesn't hate that game, doesn't hate losing five to one. But I think there is a vibe in the locker room that is willing to say, okay, what do we need to improve on to be more like that team? And that gives us hope. Yeah. Uh, it's also worth noting that UC Soros, maybe not his best game. No, he either. looked, I mean, he looked, he looked a little peaked. Yeah. Uh, more from this game coming up in a second. And again, as we mentioned, the Predators right back at it, play the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Another part of the gauntlet. And as we said, <laughs> earlier, so this brutal. Week, another part of the gauntlet. We'll preview that game coming up as well. But first want to mention today's show is brought to you by game time. You guys know you've been in this situation before you want to go to a Preds game. You're scrolling the ticket resale apps or whatever, trying to find something cheap last minute. And then you're just stuck with all the fees. You're, you know, trying to figure out, you know, is this in my name, their name? How am I going to get the tickets on the phone? Blah, 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 blah. Buying tickets to your favorite sporting events shouldn't be that stressful, folks. And that's why game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and of course, hockey. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% 
of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the reason. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for 20 per, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Dan, we're talking about the Predators 5-1 loss to the Dallas Stars last night. Uh, you know, a game that kind of never say never, but, you know, kind of knocks the Predators playoff chances down rather significantly yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, what stood out for you in this game last night, Dan? Uh, a couple of things stood out to me in this game. Uh, we've talked a little bit about sort of how the tide turned halfway through. And I think that was something that the Predators are going to need to look at. What sort of what sort of set that? Was it just Dallas stepping up their game? Was there just not the right response from the Predators? That's something they're going to look at. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. And last night, uh, the Predators committed four infractions and Dallas cashed in on two of those, which is a stat that we really haven't seen from the Nashville Predators. Their penalty kill has been so good. Here's what I want to say about that. And, and we'll see how this plays. <laughs> but can we just give a little shout out to Cole Smith? Because he is such a part of the Nashville Predators penalty kill. Um, And I'm not saying that, man, if Cole Smith was on the ice, they wouldn't have gotten those two goals. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you're seeing when you kind of take one part out, whether it is Ryan McDonough, whether it is Yakov Trennan, whether it is Dante Faber, whether it is Cole Smith, when you take one of those parts out, you really have an appreciation for how good this penalty kill is when they're all working together. That was really tough to see the Predators give up two power play goals. That's not something we're used to seeing from them. So, and I don't, think that Cole Smith is going to be back tonight. It doesn't appear that he's going to be back according to uh, David Poyle this morning on the radio. So, you know, maybe just stay out of the box. I don't know. Throwing it out there. Well, here's the other thing, Ann. Uh, How many goals did the uh, Dallas Stars score in the power play last night? Well, they scored two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guess how many shots on goal total they had on those four power plays. Oh, don't, don't even tell me. Go ahead and tell me. Two. Oh, I knew you were going to do shots this. on goal. So, I mean, so you're here's the thing. Um, I mean, yeah. And one, like there's a couple of those power play goals that were like, you know, or at least one of them that I thought was like, okay, that was just a yeah really good play that you can't stop. But I mean, it's not like the predators were just getting, you know, absolutely hammered out there. I mean, they had two power plays where they didn't allow a shot on goal. So there was some growth there. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was just, I I think again, Saros is not his best game. No. So, I mean, but it's, it's funny because I didn't look at that penalty kill and be like, wow, this sucks. Like this is the bag they're missing people. Um. Yeah, and I, I don't really know what to make of that because, you know, you could argue, okay, well, the chances Dallas did get, you know, quite efficient, you know, two shots True. on goal on on two four power plays, two goals on four power plays. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I don't know because it's, it's not like they were overly bad. And again, I think that's like my takeaway from this entire game is the Predators weren't overly bad. True. I guess my thing with special teams and, and talking about the penalty kill and also talking about the power play, this is what I'm noticing, um, especially in the game last night against Dallas, is that the penalty kill looked pretty good, but gave up two goals, which is, you know, like you said, two goals on two shots. So they eliminated a lot of shots, but Dallas was successful on two. The power play, Nashville's power play, and I think this is something we've seen in a couple games. They went 0 for 2. But this is a power play that's did a good job of maintaining extended time in the zone. They were creating chances. So my question for you, Nick, is what is that little thing that they're missing to finish? Because we've seen the power play look good, but it's not finishing like we need it to. So what is that little thing missing in special teams that just... You're, you're, this team is like 85% there on special teams. What's that 15% that's going to make the difference? They need a finisher. Yeah. And, you know, they need somebody that kind of caps off that great run of play. You know, you saw Matt Duchesne be that guy last year. You saw Philip Forsberg be that guy last year. The guy who, you know, there's great puck movement, great possession, great pressure, but you need that one guy that's going to be like, screw it. I'm either going to just cut straight to the net and take this pass, or I am going to get a lane and just rip a perfectly placed shot. And they don't quite have that guy with experience. I mean, Luke Evangelista is kind of that guy. And to an extent, Tommy Novak has been that guy this season. Um, you know, they, you know, didn't, didn't score last night or anything like that, but yeah, you know, I, I think you, you saw some of them, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're still young. They're still developing and they're a far cry from, you know, what Philip Forsberg was last year or what Matt Duchesne yeah. was last year. I mean, even Ryan Johansson, you see him as a guy that always seems to get to the perfect place at the yeah. perfect time, whether it's jumping into the lane to get a deflection, uh, whether it's right in front of the net to cap off a rebound or to, you know, take a feed from somebody that happens to have the puck down low. They just need more of those guys. And yeah. I think they have some people that are going to continue to develop into those guys. Um, but, you know, I, I, I would say that's kind of the biggest, how do we fill this void uh, yeah. caused by some of the trades and injuries this season. And I keep coming back to, like I said earlier, the longer we go without Johansson, Johansson, we're not going to see again this season. Mm. You know, the longer we go without Forsberg in the lineup with these younger players, the longer we go without Yossi, I think it's a little bit harder to gauge what does this team as a whole look like when it hits the off season, I feel like the predators are very fortunate. They have a really great idea of what they're getting in players like Novak evangelista, Tomasino, you know, even Kevin Gravel and, and these younger players, Spencer Stastny, but what is this team going to look like all together? And it's like, gosh, it, you know, would never want to hurry anyone back from injury, but I agree with what you're saying. Maybe it is just the finisher. I would love to see Philip Forsberg, on this power play with these players and see, you know, is that the piece that's missing? I don't know if we're going to get to see that this season. And that's, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. 
One guy I do want to shout out, and surprisingly, and we haven't talked about him a lot this week, uh, is Spencer Stastny. Come on. Yeah, this is a guy who has, you know, made his NHL debut over the past week. He now has two games under his belt, and we haven't really given much time, but he stepped up big time yesterday. He only played 13 minutes his first game, played almost 19 yesterday. Uh, so this is a guy, obviously, that John Hines liked what he's seen so far mm-hmm. and is giving him a little bit more opportunities as this goes on. And, you know, that's, you know, a big thing. And because, you know, the Predators, we mentioned for the first time in probably two decades, this is kind of the thinnest organizational depth this team has had on defense. Yes. And you're looking for somebody like, you know, Spencer Stastny, um, you know, maybe somebody like Mark Del Geizo in Milwaukee to step up and be like, okay, who's going to be that next defenseman? Like who is going to be like the next, you know, kind of Milwaukee Carl Taylor product mm. that just, you know, doesn't blow anybody away. He's not a top three prospect or anything like that. He's not a blue chipper. But he just keeps growing, keeps developing. And by the time he's 23, 24, 25, all of a sudden, look, the Predators have stumbled into another really good defensive building block. That's kind of the big thing that I'm looking for. And Spencer Stastny so far, this is this is a guy that you and I were both really impressed with. Yes, at I development love this camp. Game. Uh, our buddy Eric Denay uh, at Penley Box Radio, he also – um yeah he's really high on him yep so yeah i mean yeah i love i love spencer stastny i was so excited uh for his call up and here's what i like about him you know he's he's known for having really great skating but what i love is not only what we've seen from him but the position he's been put in because he is he's a defensive defenseman this is not somebody who's going to be the next roman yossi but he came in and he was partnered with Tyson Berry, who yeah. is a little bit more offensive. And you see Spencer Stasny really sliding into a role with this veteran in Tyson Berry. And it worked really well. The other thing I want to say about Spencer Stasny is that when he is under pressure with the puck, this kid is cool as a cucumber and so responsible when it comes to puck management. So I have loved what we've seen from him. I'm so excited. I really like this kid. I really like this kid. And I think it's been really good to get to see what he can do on the ice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, more coming up in a second. The Predators have another big game against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll take a look at what we're watching for tonight uh, coming up in a second. First, want to let you know this episode is brought to you by one of Nick and my very favorite things. It is brought to you by Built Bar. If you are looking for a delicious treat, but you are not interested in adding more fat and extra calories into your diet, you have got to try a Built Bar. Built Bars are so good because number one, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. They look like a candy bar and taste like a candy bar. They come in unbelievable flavors. We are big fans here of Churro. They have a peanut butter brownie. They have coconut almond. And I don't know how they do it, but I know they're very successful at taking these bars, making them taste like a candy bar, but making sure they have amazing macros. When you have a built bar. What you get is only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, but you get a whopping 17 grams of protein. 
Here's the good news. You don't have to wait around now for a box to be shipped to your door. For years, we've talked about ordering at Built.com, which you can still do. But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, wander on over to the pharmacy section, and you can grab yourself a four-count box of cookies and cream. We're working through that right now. Double chocolate or coconut puffs. But if bigger is better and you have a Sam's Club membership, head over to Sam's. Grab yourself a 13-count box with hit flavors like brownie batter or again big fans of churros you can thank us later and again remember whether you go to walmart or sam's club you can get your built bars at built.com again check them out walmart sam's club or at built.com all right and let's do it again tonight shall we oh, we should predators versus <laughs> golden knights this one at Bridgestone Oof. Arena, Pride Night uh, at Bridgestone yeah. Arena. And if you haven't seen those jerseys yet, Come those are fire. On. Those are absolutely fire. Oh, my uh, God. So the Predators, it's probably this is their season right now. If they don't win this one, uh, that means they will finally catch up with uh, Winnipeg in terms of games played. And... You know, if if they can't cut that deficit down, I think it's safe to say probably that dream of a surprise playoff run is over. What's your mindset if you're the Nashville Predators just playing a tough game against Dallas and now going against the top team in the Pacific Division, one who is on a heater right now, points yeah. in eight of their last ten? Yeah, I think the Predators really have to be able to turn the page from last night and come back in because this is a Vegas Golden Knights team. <clears throat> that is not just going to be content like, hey, we're in the playoffs. This is a team like Dallas last night. They are going to come in and they are going to be competing hard. And like you said, this is a team that is on kind of a run. So the Predators have to be ready to make quick adjustments to whatever they feel like they need to take away from last night's game. I'm sure you and I will tell John Hines what that is when he calls us later today. And they've got to be ready to hop on the ice and compete again, because this is going to be another high compete game. It's not just that you're playing a top team in the Pacific, in the Western Conference. This is a team that is coming in and they are wanting to keep their position in going into the playoffs. So there is not going to be any rest tonight for the weary, for the Nashville Predators, right back on the ice, right back at it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, we, we talked about this yesterday where, you know, you, you have to find something to play for yeah. Um, whether it's playoffs or not. And, you know, for, for young players, you got to go out there and have an opportunity to go out there and grow your game, get more normal minutes and play against some good competition. If you're a team like, um, you know, Vegas, you're obviously finding something to play for, but you know, Kevin Lankinen is going to be probably starting in net. He's going to be fighting for maybe a bigger role down the road or maybe some more starts. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a player on this team, you're just trying to find something that you can tangibly go, okay, for the rest of the season, if we're not playing the playoffs, yes. here's what I want to work on. Like, here's what I want, like, the last few weeks of the season to look like. And if you can do that, I think you're in pretty good shape if you're the Nashville Predators. But again, that's that's going to be a big if. Um, and that's that's kind of the key from here on out, isn't it? And just finding something that you can look at and say, okay, 
like, you know, here, here we go. Like, here's something to work on. Here's my something tangible to work towards these last yes. five games. Yeah, I agree. And I think in some ways this sets the veterans up for a little bit more of a challenge because these young players, they know exactly what they're playing for. They are playing to prove that they are NHL caliber players. Now they're going to have to come back into in training camp and earn it all again, but they really are coming in here with a drive. I think the, the rest of this season and I think the off season, the heat is on the veterans. Yeah. The heat really is on the veterans. Prove to us what you're going to bring to this team as a veteran presence that we're not going to be able to develop in these young players, or what are you bringing in the locker room as a veteran that is going to contribute to the development of these young players. And we've heard and seen a lot of positive things about some of these veterans with the younger players. Luke Evangelista talked about it after the last game. Like it's not even so much on the ice, what the veterans do, it's what they do off the ice in the locker room just creating an environment. But I think the heat is on the veterans, like figure out what you need to prove to management, to yourself and dig into that. The heat is on the veterans this, the rest of the season. And it's going to be on the veterans in the off season. Bring your best game. Yeah. I 100% agree with that because you know, it, it seems like this may not be the extent of all the changes that Barry Trotz wants to make with, with this team True. next year. The trade deadline may have just been the tip of the iceberg. You have guys like, you know, Colton Sissons, who's got a big contract. His name's was vaguely mentioned as a possibility of maybe being moved. Um, you know, you also have guys like Yakov Trenin, who have been on the team for a while, mm -hmm. um, that are, you know, they have contracts coming up and the Predators are going to decide, okay, is this a piece that we want to keep or, you know, a piece that we want to flip? Maybe we just don't see him long-term. Same for somebody like Tyson Berry. You know, he just yeah. came over. There's a lot of people that were like, okay, he came over as trade bait. You know, the Predators mm -hmm. may try to flip him somewhere else. You know, is he somebody that can maybe step up and say, hey, like, I want to be a part of this moving forward. I can step up next year and be a guy that helps lead this young team into where they want to be moving forward. So there's definitely a lot to play for for the veterans as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, they need to find their niche. Like you talk about Yakov Trenin. What is it that Yakov Trenin brings to this team? You know, he's amazing and pesky as fire on the penalty kill. I think all the veterans need to figure out what is it that I uniquely contribute to this team, and they need to show that off. Yeah. Uh, and one key tonight, what do you think? Yeah, key tonight for me is just offensive. You've got to get the pucks on net. you got to get bodies in front of the goaltender. Last night, if you look at the shot maps, you'll see that Dallas, a lot of their pressure came from the slot. Friends, it is not lava. Dallas proved it. Let's get some Nashville Predators in there. You know, they just had a hard time transitioning from the game around the perimeter to getting it into more high danger areas. That's what they need to do tonight. Get that puck in high danger areas. Get pucks on net. Be ready for big rebounds. Mm -hmm. To me, this is going to be a good defensive key for that first young forward line. You know, whether mm -hmm. it's it's Cody Glass or Tommy Novak that's out there, you know, Luke Evangelista, Phil Tomasino on the wings. This is going to be a good opportunity for them to kind of test their defensive skill because they are going against uh, what's been one of the best lineups uh, in the West here recently, you know, especially with Jack Eichel at yeah. center. 
So you're going to have an opportunity to go head to head with one of the hottest players in the NHL right now. And, you know, over the past five years, one of the best players in the NHL. So this is an opportunity if you're Cody Glass and Tommy Novak to go out there and outplay one of the best players. I mean, that's a good opportunity. We talk about, you know, in football and stuff, when there's practice, you know, you talk about good on good. That's how you get better. This is how those players on our team are going to get better is games like this, where you have an opportunity to go against a really solid offensive opponent. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think special teams, you know, uh, Vegas is kind of middle of the road on some special teams. We talked about it earlier. The Predators have to find the finisher on the power play if they get that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, So should be an interesting game. Seven o'clock central puck drop at Bridgestone arena. We will be back here tomorrow talking everything that went happen. Who knows? Maybe another surprise win and we'll be, you just don't know. (laughs) We'll be very confused about what happens for the rest of the season. Who knows? And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Also be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. And however you're listening to us, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on your favorite streaming platform, hit that subscribe button. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode.